0: Today is April 20th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of ReadCast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Reed Organization. I'm your host, way Too geeky and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mr. Measure Twice, Cut Once, Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov.
1: Hello. Not sure where you got that one. I'm not really... It's that... just a random
0: catchphrase. I was going to yeah. say measure once, cut twice, but you know. Yeah, you be the other way something. around.
1: Because I'm really not that old. See, I'm actually the other way
0: around. <laughs> well, and, of, and of course we have military man by day, org fashion designer by night, Seagard Olsen. Say hello, Seagard. <laughs> hello. Retired, military, Old fat guy. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was funny that you're also picking out, you know, Beautiful. org fashion. <laughs> hey, I
2: would have probably created the flag if it had been back there with Betsy Ross.
0: He's like, "Hello, I'm Sea and I'm uh-huh. here to dress you."
1: <laughs>
0: vertical
2: stripes, vertical stripes, uh, horizontal right. you look makes fat. you look thinner,
0: <laughs> and you're also less susceptible to bullet fire. <laughs> that's a, that's um, right. <laughs> so, um, it's been a f- interesting week, fun week. I don't know, good week. Um, but, uh, Um, for starters, you know, what have you guys been up to? Seagard? What have you been doing this
2: past So I did a a lot of stuff around organization this week. So I did do, you know, I, when fashion, yeah, fashion, uniforms for security and defense, um, or I'm sorry, expiration fleet and the defense fleet. Um, then I did, uh, I put together the events for the, the event themes for each day of the week. So it's, you know, I finally sent out the re- recurring uh, events uh, so people could join or know, at least know the theme. We have mm-hmm. Exploration Monday, uh, Mining Tuesday, Logistics Wednesday, Thursday mm-hmm. is uh, Security, basically practice day, and Friday is now for science officially. So. and then, Oh, and then I put out, uh, I think it's just the second week now I've been able to do the the missions, basically challenges for those days um, to give someone, you know, maybe one or two ideas of what they could do as a group if they didn't have anything else they wanted to go do. So
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, cool stuff in my mind. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Chekhov?
1: Well, see, I already forgot everything I did because yesterday, unexpectedly, my brand new VKB Gladiator stick came in. So that was the highlight of my week. And when I say unexpectedly, believe it or not, it only took less than a week for the time I ordered for it to arrive all the way from China, which was really unexpected.
0: I mean, considering I know my company, which is in the UK, uh, I still never got my actual laptop Wow. they had to order one in the US
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> for oh. me <laughs> but but you know I don't know if you remember that so I think Amazon started the whole thing cuz before that you know what you expect like okay I order something I'm lucky if it's like one week late I think Amazon was the first one They would give you like ETA you're going to get it in like 4 days and it would arrive mm-hmm. like 2 days earlier so they yeah. sort of started the trend which I mean to me that's like the the best thing is a consumer, you know. When you get, I something mean, anything
0: like that. early, unless unless you're like me and you live in a place where if it shows up early, the chances are that it won't be there when you get there because it's on your stoop. Well, that's Brooklyn for you. Yeah, it's happened to me. I I get a delivery of like this really good cold brew, and supposedly it was delivered when I was home on Saturday. And someone rang the bell while I was in the shower. Was Nothing was there when I I, wow. I literally bolted <laughs> up, uh, got well, right off, went and looked.
1: Do you realize what I just did? I, I, I committed a carnal sin. I, I disclosed your physical address.
0: Oh, well, I think everybody knows I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. Now, I just want to point ex- out. Subsection. Well, I'm
1: from Jersey, exit 37. And I'm from Florida. <laughs>
2: So uh I just want to point out you know, Yiki, that if you're going to leave a brew out on your step next time, I need a little bit more of a heads up to come steal it uh-huh. because I got to come from Florida.
0: I mean, that's, I mean, it's good cold brew, but I don't know if it's 24 hour drive worth, you know, it's a brew or flights, you know, <laughs> especially with the masks and everything. Yeah, it's
2: true. It's New York. I'm not a big fan,
0: but, Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey. I like the people. <laughs> <laughs> I like your pizza. A-
0: yeah. African, there you go. But Connecticut pizza is better. No offense to anyone else.
1: No, anyway, I don't yeah. know. We're both think, from Connecticut. Well, so that's, that's true. The best pizzeria is in Connecticut. But overall, I'd say New Jersey pizza is pretty damn good.
0: I mean, you, I, you think, know it's all I think about we're the New Jersey. New Jersey's got the <laughs> consistency down straight. You know, unless yeah. you go to like the Jersey Shore, and then you're like, why is the square? Why is it super <laughs> thick?
1: But 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 you know what it's about? Jersey bagel too. So Jersey really,
0: bagels are enormous. Right?
1: Yeah, it's it's the water. It, it yeah. is the water. There's actually one guy that that opened a bagel store in the Miami Beach, and he he brings down Jersey water to makes the to make the bagels. Wow. That sounds like a
0: weird comment. They bring down the Jersey water. It's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why that, that statement just sounds like, Oh, you Jersey water down. It's like to make bagels. Oh, okay. I know you don't get the Florida very often, but we have quite a bit of
2: water down here. It's like all around the state. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, the it's the minerality like, of the water, <laughs> though. Oh,
1: <laughs> but, but down there, the bagels are not fluffy; they're they're flagels. They're not bagels. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're very thin, like like even compared to New York bagels. Jersey bagels are like I know um, they're, they're, they're like they like, <laughs> Yeah, like you could. They're like flotation devices that you could ride yeah. down a a river on. I know. Yeah. And they kind have and those half, they delicious don't fit in your toaster. Oh, Do they don't, and yeah. and they have those um, uh, what are they like? uh the French toast bagels. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: you know, I am I am I'm trying not to eat carbs, but because of damn Jersey, we're making bagels. it hard now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I will. I would stay away from carbs a hundred percent. But that Saturday morning bagel, I got to have.
0: You know? I mean, if you're doing it once a week, I don't think it's that bad.
1: Yeah, it's once a week. And, and what I do is I scoop out the middle, you know. Of so course. I eat the That's... bagel, but then I eat That's the a... middle anyway. Oh. <laughs> wow. Separately.
0: I thought it was just to make more room for extra schmear.
1: That is exactly why. I put the white fish inside to make more room for it, but then I still eat the middle.
0: I'm a big uh, scallion cream cheese kind of guy. Yeah, that's good too. Or one of my favorite places. See, I don't, I don't really like smoked salmon, so I would get the works. It was my favorite place in Brooklyn. I would get a pumpernickel bagel with the works. It'd be slightly pickled cucumber. Uh-huh. It would be. I would substitute instead of salmon. I'd do miso roasted bacon. Mm. It would be dill cream cheese. Capers, pickled onions.
1: Nice, but but you realize good salmon is not uh, should not be salty at all. I mean, like Zabar salmon. Uh, anyway, um, we, we get we so To me, response. the term
0: "good salmon" is an oxymoron, gotcha. or not an oxymoron. It's a it's a non-existent. To be quite yeah. honest. Anyway, how about how about the show? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. As as now Cooking our listeners are like. Mm, Bagel I have to gore? Go for a bagel right now. <laughs> They're not oh now we have the episode Space Bagels with Locks. The <laughs> um I didn't do much, although we all hung out last night and went for the um the wreck on Daymar, the Javelin That was jacket. one of the challenges, yeah. Um yeah, which we eventually did. I unfortunately was like sort of out at the time. And then we started having firefights at the site, which was fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's the, uh, I think I killed Nick a a handful of times. I was surprisingly good at my combat skills. Considering most people were gunning for me. That's good. You know what? I might not just be an explorer. I might be a brawler. There
1: you go. But my you
0: hand-to-hand know, combat, Mm-mm. Scuba is the one, or Snorkel. Sorry, I always want to call him Scuba. Scuba. Um, uh, snorkel is uh, the one with the hand-to-hand combat.
2: Funny. I always want to call him OJ. I don't know. Why. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you know we, you no, know we did all that? We also did last week on logistics night. We did convoys. We put together about Ooh. six six bigger ships and... We're trying to figure out, it's not that you can't just line up and, you know, everyone jump, you know, It's you know, but to actually get into some kind of organized structure where we're not going to collide with each other, um, and to coordinate that we're lined up and, you know, lifting off from the, from the pad, you know, getting organized, where are we go who knows, you know, the first one was pretty rough until you hit the quantum jump button, um, uh, and then it was fairly straightforward, um, but that that was a good little thing to do. And we real, I kind of think everyone kind of took away with, well, "Wow, we need to practice that if we're going to do that." Um, and that was just with a few ships, you know, a couple carrots and things like that, Caterpillars, yeah, mostly, and Starfarers. Um, but that, it was interesting.
0: Nice. That's great. Um. So, hang on. I'm just setting my destination. <laughs> yeah, um, and
1: I'm trying. I'm to trying to get out away from PO. How to do party <laughs> chat only? Yeah.
0: Oh. Okay. Oh, you got to hit tab. Yeah.
2: The. Uh, let's see. The other. The other challenge we had was this was a little different. Um, we said uh, we had the option to basically I put out two uh just kind of throwing samples out to see how people take to them but the other one was uh, to go to damar go to one of the caves and then find and report all of the in the harvestables inside the cave um and yeah. then all the minerals that could be mined and then any other discoveries uh and then try to figure out how to map the cave is you know just like we're trying to map waypoints or um, We're trying to map destinations for exploration, pathfinding kind of activities so people can go back to those locations. And you guys have been kind of breaking ground on that. But, um, again, that's another challenging thing to do right now with with the tech we have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Someday soon.
2: I mean, we already
0: talked about it last week, That you know, the excitement with the exploration drones and such or probes. But you used um,
2: you used the manual method yesterday to get to the javelin site. So it took a while, but eventually you yeah. did scan it down to find it. So
0: I mean that was Snorkel, if I'm not mistaken, who actually found it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's real good.
1: Yeah, so he's I, excellent. I just... Look at
0: excellent. Oh. Sorry. Um so last week was really not crazy. Um informative, but there was some good stuff. I mean, Inside Star Citizen was still on hiatus, um, but we did get treated to a Star Citizen Live that I thought was surprisingly good considering. Normally I would have thought this would have been kind of lame, but it was with the audio team. Um, yeah. And they answered some really great questions. Um, so for starters, uh, they mentioned that they are – you know, it is in their plans to create a PA system for the ship, both for like ship announcements and red alerts, etc. Um, They will utilize ray tracing for better spatial audio. Um, they did mention that it has been a little bit harder for their team to work from home because, um, you know, they can't actually have all the different rigs that you might have in the office, which right. makes sense. You know, you can't have an, a perfect environment there. Um, but, you know, it sounds like it still should be um, pretty good. And then, or still should be pretty good. See, I'm like, my, my mind's wandering in a different place. I'm like doing two things at once, which is never a good thing for me. Okay. Well, let, um, me,
2: let me jump in on something you said. You said the ray tracing. Oh, uh, sure. Just so that maybe mm-hmm. someone didn't see the uh, this the uh, video on it. But for me, I always thought ray tracing was about light, right? Uh, But it turns out that Mm -hmm. sound in the game is treated much the same way. So if you're standing in the window or near a window, you can hear sounds clearly. But if you move behind a wall next to the window, things become muffled if a person's on the other side, right? So it follows the same principle and they can accelerate it using the graphics processors, um, in a similar way to make sounds echo and perform at a higher performance level. So if, if that confused you when you heard ray tracing with sound or audio, that's that's kind of a quick explanation.
0: Yep, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. Um, they also mentioned that they wanted to have some open channels for like, you know, chatter, like say you're going to the air traffic controller, you might hear other Um, Players or NPCs talking to them as well. Um, They wanted better ambient conversations in the future amongst NPCs. Um, The first sort of um, creature that they'll be working sounds for will be the space whale, Um, but they haven't started yet, so they need to talk to the narrative team and some others. Uh, They definitely want to improve sounds for flybys and, and exiting quantum. They did... Uh, mention the Hanger ju- Jukebox and how it's going to be fixed, but at the same time, if you're trying to play your favorite Taylor Swift song, Check Off, you can't play it for really? your whole crew because of copyright infringement. Really? Um, but I'm you'll be able to hear it yourself. I'm,
1: I'm more about share, so.
0: Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, with Crusader, Wind's going to be a character all of in itself uh, when it comes to sound, um, as well as they were talking about how uh, VoIP is still, you know, definitely a work in progress, even though they've made a lot of progress with it. You know, it's not done yet. So that was, has it was, some improvements it was a pretty hearty episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's funny because VoIP was, was in trouble earlier today. That's how I got two visitors on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> well it worked perfectly you just weren't using it correctly yes that's that is correct
0: <laughs> you weren't prepared for the effects um so what'd you what'd you think Sigurd any thoughts anything else from that episode that stood out to you or anything that you found interesting
2: yeah you know it, 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 so a couple of things like the ray tracing um, term was interesting to me that was something I didn't know uh, the other one I didn't, uh, I hadn't really thought through was they were explaining how the crowd, you know, how the ambient noise of a crowd affects you. You have to have, you know, voices that are nearby that are played in, people speaking, and they're more clearly, mm-hmm. you know, understood. The next row back is a little bit muffled. They're called the, like the midway sounds. And then, then you have the background sounds of of the crowd or vehicles driving by, but also like echoes and things like that. So... Um, it amazes me how complex it is and it was just i can't believe that every game does that level of detail for everything they do you know
0: you yeah. know,
2: we had halo years ago and we had you know with sound um if you had if you walked by a machine that was working it it gave a sound off i mean um they really have put some thought into this Tech, from a technical yeah. perspective. <clears throat> so I'm pretty excited because I do think ambient sound is a big deal. It's a big deal for me. Um, it's one of the reasons. Well, also, I like It like, creates it a mood. Yeah. It does. It creates a mood. Exactly. Yeah, um, so I, I, remember
1: I, I also this... liked.
0: Oh, go ahead. Check off.
1: No, no. I had this theory that this. I First, a lot of people don't play with full sound in the game. I always do. I love it, like especially in space. And I always had this theory. Actually, there's a purpose to the sound. Like, uh, for example, when I'm uh, when you approaching the, I don't know if you noticed when you approach a station, space station, the the sound changes. It's sort of, you know, like especially when you're looking for it and you're not sure where it is. You know, like a, the halo or something, and as you start approaching it, I always notice the tune actually changes. It sort of gives you, you mm-hmm. know audible indication that you're on some sort of target. And that's really cool. I mean, I think if they're actually doing that, if it's not a coincidence, I would encourage them to continue to do more of that. So because, I mean, it's all the senses, right? You know, right. it's the visual, it's the sound. You know, the sound is very
0: important. No, I think they are intentionally doing that.
2: I mean that—that is, that is exactly how places like amusement parks and like Disney and them operate, right? It's the, it's the the grounds and the care, caretaking of the grounds. It's the architecture, um, it's the music and the lights, right? I mean, it's, without any of it, it doesn't work. So, um, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I like the ambient sounds of the ships creaking and the purr of the motors on the Reliant series. Cause you know, they sound a little alien. Uh, I love it. I love it. And they talked about, um, I guess the big request is for Sonic booms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that big into that, but okay.
0: <laughs> well, and of course, you know, the thing that, and this, I guess, You can go one of two ways, and I can hear people arguing one way or the other. But, of course, the way CIG approaches a sonic boom is more in line of, well, what are the environmental factors around the ship that's causing the sonic boom? What's the speed that you're entering atmosphere?
2: Density of the atmosphere, Um, air pressure, level above sea level.
0: So it's like... They want to create something that's systemic um, or systematic, I guess I should say, versus something that isn't, um, which makes sense because it's like, yeah, well, first of all, this is a sim, um, right. like it or not, it's a space sim. Yep. But also, you know, that's what um, I keep on telling my wife. Be- she calls it a game,
1: and I call it a sim. Can you imagine if they could
2: tie that into like asteroids striking the surface?
1: Would oh, that yeah! Would
2: be awesome. hundred percent. I mean everything's such do an do amazing demo.
1: See, only because it's sim we can justify spending a thousand dollars for JPEGs.
0: Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> if it was a game, we couldn't do that.
0: What? Nobody's done that here. Oh no. None of us.
1: None. <laughs> <And> by <laughs> the way, did I mention how much I love my VKB? <laughs> and I've I, I had mine for years. I don't play yeah. with Star Citizen, but it's they make great yeah. stuff. But just for full disclosure, we're not we're not sponsored. We're not getting paid by VKB. Now, if VKB hears this podcast and they would like to sponsor us, we'd be more than
0: happy. <laughs> oh, I'm I am God. I am under attack.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. Where are you? I'd love to test out my new Tana
0: weapons, Everest. Uh, no. Sorry.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. When I left there, there was a lot going on.
2: You know, yesterday, Chekhov, you and I were talking about your joystick, and I was passing on some of the information about how I set my app. And just for everyone's kind of knowledge, I have a bunch of joysticks because I have a lot of flight sims. But I actually play with a Logitech or Satech X52, a very basic Hotass that a lot of people don't like. I had it for, I don't know. 6 years it works perfectly i got it for my wife and son for christmas um but i do have that uh i have the older gladiator 2 from from vkb um uh, but we were talking about the theory and i guess this is something maybe a question for people i specifically have set mine up so that my weapons and maneuverability are all on the right stick and i use my defensive chaff and flare and Power management is all on the left. And uh, mm-hmm. we were talking through the philosophies on that of how to, you know, because I use so many games, I have to kind of keep it all the same. Um, so we were talking about how to map out his. Yeah. Well, t- typically, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the value of your hats. Tell us about the hats you have on your on your stick.
1: Yeah, no, no. I was saying typically what well, I'm trying to accomplish is, Anything that has to do with, with fighting, right stick. See, it all depends, I guess, if you're lefty or righty. So for me, I'm a righty. So anything that has to do with fighting is my right stick. Anything to do with maneuvering, more or less, is my left stick. You use two sticks, though, right? Yeah, I use two sticks. Yeah, I use a, I use a throttle and a stick. Right. And then with mining, kind of same, same idea. So uh, actually, with mining. It's uh, it, it right now it's opposite. Um, yeah, actually I actually have to correct that. I'm mining and maneuvering with one stick, which is not good, so I have to rebind those. Speaking of which, I know I just had this idea because since I've been rebinding my stick, you know, and, and looking on YouTube for explanation of all the you know custom binds. And there's virtually no good content on it out there. And when I say that, meaning we have, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of different binding options for various controllers, mouse and keyboard sticks, uh, how do you save files, how do you reload files, the right way to save files from patch to patch. I'm just thinking maybe it's worth doing like a a whole episode on that stuff. Because, you know, I mean, I would find it valuable. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are thinking of moving to Stix or or thinking of, well, can I bind this and this functionality? Or or how do I, you know, uh, do some binds when I'm in flight to look at my, you know, MFDs, for example. There, there's so many things that I'm finding that I didn't know personally. I just yeah. think could be some valuable information for people out there. Well, we could do that.
2: I mean, it, and you're talking about us or you're talking about C- you yeah, yeah. doing it? Yeah, I, no, no, I do think so. Yes, yeah. and I, you know, I have uh, recently. I kind of in line with this, but I have I have a lot of R, uh, Corsair RGB stuff, including uh, one of their keyboards, and it has macro keys, which I never really use because I could. There's they're just um, they're programmable. There's no doubt about it, but it, it's only programmable for the game or that the actual software using in front of you. Right, but I got a, a Elgato Stream Deck, and Elgato gives you the ability to map those buttons much better. Um, so not only did I get the, you know, the multiple buttons on my Elgato Stream Deck, I also now have an easy way to use my six buttons, my macros on my keyboard.
1: Oh, really? Um, oh, so yeah. I have the same thing. I have Corsair with six buttons on a side. Yeah. So, So, uh, I don't know how to pro you can program those,
2: yeah, absolutely. I can and I can show you, it's it's in their Ice software. Uh, you can put in macros, uh, and then lock them down. But if you're in, if you let's say you set it up for Discord, but you're in Star Citizen, that macro is not going to do anything for you in in Star Citizen, (laughs) right? It's just it's it's not going to do anything. So, I'm trying to use them for. Different types of mutings. The, the Elgato Stream Deck takes that all to a whole nother right. level, but it's, it's more expensive, right? So,
1: so I think thing. the theme should be like a, a Star Citizen tips and tricks. That's not that bad should one. be an episode, all right.
0: Maybe, well, maybe we, we probably should get we want out. to have multiple guests who have input there,
1: yep. right? Uh, yep. How about we, we put it out there for a vote though, for any of you listeners out there? Uh, leave us a comment if you like us to do. A tips and tricks
0: uh, episode. on, uh, on any anything. other topic you guys like. Yeah. In addition. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Pick a topic. We you can upvote it, right? We can give an ability to upvote it in the Discord, and we'll do that.
0: Yeah. Um. So outside of that, this week, um, Inside Star Systems coming back, yay! Yeah. And it'll be a sprint report and then they said plus, so sprint report plus something else. Uh, we'll also have a star citizen live. I think it's the, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's the, um, level design team. So it could be interesting or it could be one of those hypotheticals. It's like, it's always interesting when they show new stuff. I I would really be excited if they, it was level design showing off like outposts or something, but we'll see. um, but yeah, um, and then tomorrow we'll also see an update to the roadmap, probably not as substantial as last week. Um, but uh, 313 is finally an open PTU, which means we're probably going to see that um, spring up this week at some point. Yeah. It's been a long haul. Absolutely.
1: Um, That's why I was walking around naked when I got on today.
0: That's why, you know, I left, I would... that's why I left Port Alasar, because it's definitely <laughs> going to be a war zone. Yeah. Although well, I arrived at Everest Harbor, which is a war zone right now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, you know the theory about being naked, right? So last night I was anticipating the patch, so I totally mm-hmm. undressed, stripped all my armor, and uh, stripped all my ships to bare bones. So what did you do in the game? Uh, what I do in the game, well, that, that, that's really not for this podcast. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I got a few more. I'm stripping off the, all the uh, like all the ammunition and stuff off my uniforms because <laughs> now I don't know how many I have. I have more uniforms than the Orca's people, I think. <laughs> it's
0: insane uniforms but, uh, have uniforms
2: they do they do they really do um, But uh, um, accomplished.
0: yeah um in exciting news which i think is exciting some people less than excited um based on a tweet that we had slash poll um citizen con has been announced and it's going to be digital but it's a full citizen con, not like last year where it was like a partial thing and it's going to be free. Good. What do you guys think? I think that's great. Yeah. I hope they do
2: the goodie bag, bag. Yeah, me too.
0: I think we could do live commentary, right? I think that would be exciting. Oh, that would be, that would be that's not really for, at least for the main event.
1: That is very cool. Can I ask you a question? Why is MISC is not very friendly with Thomas Edison? You know, only every single one of their ships do not have lights.
0: Who Did knows? you notice that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tana doesn't have lights. I'm not a big Musk fan, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, the Ma- Max doesn't have lights. Tana doesn't have
0: lights. I don't know. You don't yeah. have lights. Well,
1: yeah, now <laughs> I don't have lights.
0: Um yeah, but uh, so anyway, CitizenCon will be streaming October ninth of this year. So super exciting. They did also suggest that Tony Z, his revised sort of info about um, economy, quantum, yeah, quantum, yeah, the, and the dynamic economy would come out sooner. So excellent. Oh, Pretty that's exciting. great. That's that was I fantastic. I'm am am most one. excited about
1: the dynamic. Yeah, anytime why, you I,
0: get Tony Z talking,
1: yeah. Really, I can't wait to see Reputation, which is in 13. But the, the, yeah, but the next thing with the dynamic economy, yeah, that's going to be huge.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, so that takes us up to a certain point in time that we're all familiar with. Do you know what time it is?
1: I think we should play the music first so I know what time it is, because I always get confused. Okay. Do hey, I hear a science music? How come you never hear a checkoff? I never hear, I don't hear it. Oh, because my game's still out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm never in the game. I'm always out, uh, or if I, I guess I was once sitting in a conference room or something on one of the ships. But normally, I'm uh, watching or looking at the website, trying to remember what I did last week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's time for science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Seagard, did you do anything in the name of science this past week? Uh, uh, you know, let's see. Um, we had an exploration event that you drove. That's one thing. Uh, yeah. We already sort of right. talked about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I put the topic out there, but uh, it was for anyone to play. And I mean, you were the senior explorer and I think you actually were involved in getting found, finding the location.
0: Um, um all I did was copy paste the coordinates and then <laughs> go AFK. Yeah. Then come back and then crash than afk you know
2: yeah yeah that's kind of i had it to get wasn't off. me i crashed i guess we did that the convoy um while it was training it was also for science and you know we always do it with smaller ships for you know bounty hunting or whatever yeah it's relatively mm-hmm. easy but the purpose of this one was to get some larger ships at roughly the distance of um you know, the, where their weapons could cover each other. I basically went out and looked up convoy procedures for the Navy in World War II, for the, for the Coast Guard, Navy, and Merchant Marine, and I looked at uh, bomber formations and said, how did they used to group up these big 1,000-ship organizations? And, uh, you know, it, and it was an experience. We were – we had very few people per ship. We didn't fully crew them because we wanted to bring out some big ships, but – uh, it was a challenge. And basically, first you had to find each other, then you had to line up on the lead into a kind of, a, I think we were probably a thousand meters apart in, you know, three three 360 degrees uh, just behind the leader. <clears throat> well, we could all see each other just at, you know, just at the range where you can still see each other physically. Um, and then the leader would actually move into alignment, moving forward, let's say at 50 meters or 50 meters per second um, or 100, but he would line up on the destination we're going to quantum to and start his quantum drive, and then the others would line up on that. Um, then they would each line up until we got a, a good check on everybody by watching who was spooled, and then we would jump. And the first time we did it, you know, it was – it was not easy. We had guys pointing up, we had guys pointing down, guys pointing at each other, guys searching 360 looking for the for the spot. It, it was ugly, um, but it got better after we did it two or three times. It it's something we have to plan on, and uh, we're you know we're going to do it again um, with more people. I think next time, probably the same number of ship, but more people so everyone gets a feeling for it. And I think we're Mm -hmm. going to come up with, um, I'd like to try a method of basically um, taking off so that the first ship who's going to be the guide will circle the station, let's say, and go to the notch. Usually each station has a notch. And then everybody who takes off after would go to that notch to find him. And then we would move out and set up the formation for the jump um that's kind of how the bombers used to do it in world war ii they'd send up a pathfinder aircraft it was painted like a kind of like a clown they had polka dots and all sorts of colors uh, and they would just circle the base and the guys would just fly into formation around them and form up and then he would act like a pace car until the lead was in charge and then he'd send them on their way and come back and land but it takes time if if you're a if you're a big org and you haven't tried it, it's not easy. I highly recommend you go out there. We're not real big, but we still can get quite a few ships off the ground fully crewed, and uh, it's not easy. So, so that would be the science one, I
0: think. Okay, cool. Um, Chekhov, what about you?
1: Oh, just uh, you know, spend some quality time in jail can't say it was completely for science but sample some provisions they were decent um well we did come up with i don't know we talked about that we did i mean there was kind of a science we figured out uh how many merits exactly we need to get out that we talked i think we did talk about it It yeah. was like one merit yeah, we did per yeah we covered that i'm just trying to yeah. Well, know, we
2: also did some basic air combat tactics with a small group of us. We tried the uh...
1: yeah, yeah, more more sniper, you know, FPS sniper play. You know, kind yeah, of we did that, and we had like a
2: tactical, that. more tactical training. Um, that was what that was Saturday, Saturday, and there was an already group going, and then MG got on, and uh, they kind of did some activities together. Uh, working in our oh, I would our have ground security, Saturday. yeah. It it, it made I would it have really Saturday. It makes a difference. It, okay. It's it's one of those. Uh, we're lucky we have Badger who bloody Badger who's an ex Army Ranger and uh, still in the military in the, in the reserves I think. Uh, but uh, based on some things I pulled together out of some old documents and some of my knowledge, he then has. You know, I've trained, did the basic training, and then he has put life into it. This is how it works in on the ground. Um, so he's going to be assisting MG as kind of like the uh, lead sergeant for the ground troops. And you know, they do oh, mission okay. after mission, and uh, they're not dying too easily. So um, it definitely That's makes good. a difference. Yeah, no, it's it's working. It's working. It's still at a very basic level. It makes a difference. So. Uh, we did the air-to-air one, too, though. We did um, two-on-one kind of training and just tried it out, um, trying to wrestle. I talked to my brother, who's an X-Fighter pilot instructor, um, and uh, came up with some basic ideas. They kind of knew from World War II, and we kind of massaged them and came up with th- some things like uh, bracketing, drags, um, Uh, Basically, bracketing is where you have two guys go at one player. One goes left, one goes right. And uh, basically, he has to choose one of you opening up, you know, one of you to focus on, which means the other guy is going to clean his clock, potentially. And then we did, um, and we applied that to three dimensions, uh, because you can not only fly wing to wing, kind of, you know, a kilometer apart, like they do in the Navy or the Air Force, but you could also fly above each other and below each other, or diagonally from each other, um, and change that. Make that decision really tough for that guy. Um, the The guys who just spin in place become sitting ducks because they sit yeah. there, and um,
0: so You're they're forced really...
2: sh- You are forcing them out of their game because you can either just keep doing two ship on one ship passes, or he's got to turn on one of he exposing himself to the
0: other. So, yeah, um, it's hard. No one wants to be practice. the one trying to defend. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's t- I'm sure it's tough.
2: Yeah. It 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 was also still tough to kill guys. I mean, it's, you know, it takes a lot of yeah. missiles or a lot of guns. <clears throat> so. Well,
0: we, we have, have some forward. good dog fighters. I am we not do. one of them. Yeah. We do have
2: some good ones. I
0: don't about. belong. Apparently I'm a better sniper. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It, it definitely, not to belabor it, but they're, um, they're, you know, in the military, in the army, we had, you know, battlefield or engagement math, and it was basically how many bullets that I have per tank, how many bullets could I fire per, per minute, and how many targets that I had to kill. Well, if I'm facing 300 and I can only kill 100 in the 20 minutes I'm going to have them in the kill site, 200 of them are going to run me over. Not a good, not a good deal. So you have to come up with a way to slow them down with obstacles and things and gain yourself more time. Um, And, you know, we were down to, you know, 25 miles an hour of movement speed is three minutes for a kilometer. And I can fire, you know, four rounds sustained for per minute. So that's 12. I have a 90% hit ratio and kill ratio at 2,500 meters. So I've got like six minutes of gunfire here per tank. Yeah, I can kill these guys if everything goes to plan. Uh, right. So the same thing works in in ships. A light ship, you can't lock two missiles necessarily at the same time and guarantee they hit. But two ships can. So two ships will definitely hurt yeah. a bigger ship. Um, so you do do you do three man groups now? Two guys go on one side of the enemy, and one guy goes on the other. And uh, you know these debates have raged for years in the air in the air wars of the real world, and uh, we have to we have to think those through. Anyway, get off my soapbox.
0: <laughs> I was like, stop talking about our tactics there, Seagard. Yeah. Well, oh, these are just <laughs> tactics just, we're experimenting with. I know, right? I know. Yeah. I'm I'm teasing. Yeah. Um, I did not do anything for science with the exception of what we already talked about. Um, I will say, I, I thought one thing that was interesting last week, Seagard, you posed a question. Um, and it was around uniforms. Yeah. You were like org uniforms question mark question mark question mark yeah. um, you said
2: there was some chatter around.
0: yeah so i mean at least for our twitter it was the most active i've seen it with um, 27 people who voted oh. on the poll 85% think it's a great idea really, really? and okay. then the remaining 15% said don't care yep so um That's an interesting dichotomy. There was no no one in the middle who's like, meh, or like, you know, sounds cool. You know, I think that was the middle was sounds cool.
1: The only problem Um, with the whole uniform concept is that anyone can copy if they wanted to right? even people outside the org, right? mm -hmm. I mean, it would be cool if we can have a unique, then it's sort of a statement. You wear oh, wow. What is that uniform? Well, you might be
0: about? able to put a logo or something someday. Right. right.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, Perhaps. some of the things, some of the things we wrestled with around that uniform this week were, we have been talking about ways to identify skill grade, because um, we're not a military org, right? We're an exploration org, so most of us will not be calling be calling sergeants. Uh, only the security guys will. The rest of this would be, I guess, the Navy equivalent of like an able mate or a petty officer or whatever on a merchant ship, first officer, second officer, third officer. Um, But one of the one of the previous uh, events we had done, someone had said, hey, it was very hard to see who was the guy in charge if our if our beacons weren't working correctly. So we even tackled that now. And it's different than our original plan. Uh, which was colors of our shoulders, colors of our chest plates and helmets. We went to a simpler structure and um, mostly around the security training we have done. Uh, that had a big factor in, in our stuff. So that's good. So 85%. Okay. Did they anyone elaborate? Yeah. Was there any uh, elaboration yes, on the types of so,
0: uniforms? Yeah. So <clears throat> just in terms of the chatter that had occurred, so Canuck – um, who engages in all levels, which is great. Yeah. He mentioned, I like them in the sense of certain guidelines, perhaps not absolute dress codes, but colors and options that fit fit within the desired aesthetic is certainly something to be entertained. Um, and then Sutherland said, uh, "My org Nova Intergalactic has them for all squads and divisions." It helps with structure and squad leaders can come up with cool combos as long as they're within work guidelines. Um, good, good. So rec gaming. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say that's good. That's good.
0: Yeah. So rec gaming said, I don't know if anyone remembers playing tribes online, but you were able to create your own skins by following a pattern. Uh, it was a dot PNG file if somehow CIG created a way for you to submit custom skins, that would be cool. Just do it after the game is done. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Rather than belabor it. Um, And then Rolo Kip says, I think any in-game mechanic that promotes social gameplay is crucial to the longevity of the IP. I always thought that guild and org uniforms, badges, ship skins, not only important, but also crucial in the long run, in his opinion. Um, Halidmar, yeah, Halidmar says answers. some of the... Uh, oh, keep going. No, go, with, really. go, go to the next one. Oh, that's all right. Uh, Halidmar says some of the MMOs that have done guild tabards, for example, or other wearables and highly visible items, Added a lot of interesting player interactions. Now, a question we should ask is: Can we steal these things to infiltrate org bases, ships, etc.? And then Rollo Kip says, "Why that would be stealth gameplay? Surely mm. they don't plan on supporting stealth gameplay. I mean, that'd be." Too much and like then he said, "Okay." need coffee, sorry for the snark. Yes, if it's physicalized, let us steal it. No invisible laws, no subroutine ownership police. Uh, And last but not least, Venku Scarada says, my org has recommended uniforms and different versions for our different divisions. Gives our members some choice, but still provides as consistent a look. Um, Helpful for when party markers don't work. Plus, if is there anything cooler than a bunch of guys wearing the same uniform?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of similar thoughts. And we've actually been proving that there's some practicality to it, even though like some orcs, you know, we've put a limit and said, Hey, right now ours is really only recommended for events. You're, you know, you can wear whatever you want during the week, Uh, you know?
0: Yeah. But it's only recommended
2: you know, it's not Plus, it's like
0: play. when we have the glow sticks for fight, like when we're going to be in NPC shootouts, you know, so that we don't shoot each other. We only shoot people on the 890 that aren't us, yes. or, you know, in the Thank bunker.
1: You. Right. Yeah, right. that definitely helps. I've been shot so many times because
0: I don't have <laughs> But you're so shootable. Yeah, I know. Right. right.
2: Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah. It, it's a, it is an interesting thing. I mean, it really is. Um, and it would be, you know, I always liked in movies, I, I really wish there was more of a kind of a construction worker style of armor. There's the Mac Flex in them, which are great. Uh, but more of the old baggy suit look, you know, it looks worn. It's got patched knees and, this. um, you know, the bigger helm. It's kind of like a, a hot, a warm weather or cold, uh, Uh, Mark, Mark, Makarov. Anyway, the hot weather or cold weather uniforms. It's bigger and bulky.
0: Oh, um, the Caldera (laughs) armor.
2: Yeah, they're they're just they're made for cold weather and hot weather. I can't think what they're called, but uh, but anyway, I'd love to see you. You're
0: you're talking about in game. Yeah, in game. What is it called? Pembroke. Pembroke. Pembroke is the is the warm. Yeah. And Novakov is the cold, yeah. That's it. That's what they're it. all. I would both, love this. They're
2: both caldera suits. I would love to see those more with like a construction worker style of marking like a reflective markings and uh you know, even a name on the helmet, you know, you know.
0: Well, they they <laughs> did know. say that they they haven't been focused on the industrial armors yet because or uniforms yet as much because of squadron. So I wouldn't point. be surprised if that becomes yeah. a thing once we're further down the pipeline. Yeah. well that's good. That is good. That's good feedback. I'd like to see I'd like to see more variety science wise. Um, yeah. well Seagard, do you have any question for this week that we can pose to our audience? I just I had one in my head just a
2: second ago. It flashed up and it was based on the discussion there. Um I I, I forgot it. Uh, let me think on it. I'll come up with one before the end because I think I have it is. One. Alrighty.
1: Okay, go for it. Uh, which Reliant is your favorite out of the four? Asking me?
2: No, the audience. Mr. General. Yeah,
1: that's a general question. Yeah,
2: there was. I had one. So that
1: was, we have a Mako. We have Tana. We have. A, Uh, What are the other two? Sigurd. So other reliance.
2: Echo Tana, um, Quora, Corey, and and Sun. Yeah. There was one we were just talking
0: through. We talked about uniforms, helmets. If only I could put Carrick, but Twitter only lets you do four. I'm trying to think of them Oh, I,
2: I'll come up with it. I'll come up with one also before the end.
0: Yeah, no worries.
2: Yeah, I, just, I had it in my tip of my tongue, uh, and it went away.
0: Don't worry about it. I'm sure... You no, know, I don't there come there here often, but I do like hand. Harry A.T., yeah, I
1: have to say.
0: It's got such a cool cyberpunky y feel.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, um,
0: so, for questions this week, we only got one, actually. It was via email from our usual email correspondent, iVind. Oh, um, good. Mm. And he asks, how big do you think this game will be in terms of gigabytes at release? And do you think that PCs that run it smooth today will still be running it decent in four to five years when the whole thing is out. Um, he also said, also, not knowing this, uh, not knowing the cause of his unemployment and not to speak ill of my fellow Viking. But if Seagard was just half as interested in any job that he has been in Star Citizen, he probably would be running the whole company by now. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty good that was, a comment, was a little smile face
2: <laughs> I'm really a boring um, guy I have all ideas But
0: taking a step back <laughs> I guess taking a step back You know There's really two major questions here How big do you think the game's going to be And do you think PCs that run it smoothly today Will be running it smoothly in four to five years What do you think, Seaguard?
2: I think that uh, PCs that run it today um, will not be running it at the highest level as smoothly as they do today. But I still think they'll be running it. Yeah, you know, it's just the life cycle of IT equipment. Um, I think uh, you know, video card prices right now are holding us back, but they do make the game smoother and smoother each year. You know, each year it gets better and better, and they're adding more stuff. So I suspect it'll be better and better with yeah. more stuff in it five years from now.
0: It feels like they sort of go on this iterative path where it's like, right. it's getting smoother, it's getting smoother, it's getting smoother. Uh, it's getting a little rough, it's smooth again. Right. Um, what do you think, Chekhov?
1: Oh, so I mean, historically, first of all, uh, it, it doesn't matter how big it gets, because I think the hardware is always outpaces the software. So I don't think it's ever going to be an issue. I think the hardware, I mean, we're around the corner from quantum computing, you know? So, um, I mean, I don't know if it's ever gonna be on your desktop, but it certainly could be in the cloud, you know, uh, with shadow and all. So yeah, I don't think that's an issue at all, but uh, that would be the answer actually to both questions. And as far as, Sigurd, no, I'm going to let Sigurd answer that question. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs>
2: no, no, um, please, no, I had a few I interviews. I sort there. of, <laughs> Go ahead. I had a few interviews, um,
1: <laughs> I think it was a rhetorical question, um, I know, he's teasing me, it's funny. Yeah, I Wait, think it
0: was rhetorical, um,
1: Do Vikings what's that check is he an org member?
2: <laughs> no, no, he's a fan of, he's a fan of the, no, the he's podcast. Not. He writes to us every week. Oh, cool. He, he's, he's very good.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Usually it's little comments that you check off. I think Seagard wasn't ready for one. I at know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, let, um, he let me
1: off the hook this week.
0: Yeah, just this week. I think he's afraid of too much, you know, remember... He's worried you're going to send the Russian mafia after him. Oh yeah, that's, um, right. that's right.
2: That was last week.
0: <laughs> I would say, I would say, in terms of size, it's probably going to be pretty big, but um, I bet you not as big as you think. I know that sounds like a non-answer answer, but that's my answer. Um, and I don't think any PCs that are running it today, you know, unless you're constantly up upgrading it, or you're like really good at maintenance. I don't, I mean, computers don't exactly last four to five years, you know, and, and run modern games, but they did say that they would, um, they would continually optimize. So like things that aren't running it well today might run it well in the future. Um, I doubt that per se, but I think the equivalent of, of what wouldn't run it today does that make sense the the sort of like price point that wouldn't run it today will run it in the future
2: right yeah exactly that makes sense yeah the change okay. technology will support it
0: yeah like am i confusing people i'm confusing myself at this point
1: uh, you know you um, know I, I speaking of which you know what's really confusing i just listened to Joe Rogan podcast, and you had this math and physics pr- uh, professor that was ex- explaining quantum computing and quantum mechanics talk about confusing. Oh my God, <laughs> that is some concepts I have to tell you. I had a briefing on, I
2: attended a briefing on neural networks in the military. It was like, well, he, it was he, a civilian briefing, but it was just like, wow, that's such pretty. Yeah, that was years ago.
1: So that, yeah, that stuff is intense. Um, yeah, and uh, you know why they could never be on a yeah, desktop. Is. So is camping. They, yeah, they uh, they run way too hot to ever be <laughs> going to, to to desktops. You know, because just the way they the processors work, they they spin at some crazy speeds. Something I can't even I I don't want to get into it because I don't remember the details of it, but uh, I know it's uh, kind of multidimensional. Instead of zero and ones, it's sort of like spindles of some sorts and cubes. I, I don't know, not sure how it works, but it was very uh, fascinating. So if anybody really wants to know, listen to the. I mean, organ. it hurts
0: my brain just trying to. it hurts my brain just trying to think about it. Um, So that wraps up our question, question for the week. If anyone has any questions, um, don't forget, you can submit questions, comments, ideas, what you did for science um, by either emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at readcastsc. You could submit a message through Anchor. Um, or um, you could be a part of our Readcast Discord. Engage with the community over there, um, or text us at six four six seven eight three eight one five four. 8154 does anyone have any closing thoughts? I I week? have a
2: question, but it sounds like um, uh, Chekhov has something he wants to say first. Oh no no no! Go ahead. Go ahead. I was All just... right. so. Here's the here's the question I was thinking of. So it's come up a couple of times from different members of the org about, <clears throat> and it's been, I've been thinking about it and a few others thinking about it. And uh, this is a question of overcomplicating things. and It's a balance between overcomplicating things and making um, it worthwhile to progress into an organization, right? So uh, I would say that it, it, how do people feel about players in an org having to progress based on their achievements or their contributions to the org? Uh, currently, we're we're in a, in a mixture of really um, how people fit with the org, the temperament of the org, and the the guidelines what we do. Um, and then how much they contribute to the org, um, and you know basically how well we know each other to progress along. Uh, there's no set real numbers right now. If someone plays a lot for several weeks, they'll probably get promoted or if they set up a simple event and one or two things, they'll probably get promoted All right we're that's just way about right now, but I have several people that are saying that can we do things like have a certification plan for size of ships, right? And I played and dabbled with a little bit of that in logistics for a little bit, but some people really want to start doing it now. They want to say, hey, I want to test on the Reclaimer. It's the hardest ship to fly. I want to test on a, a you know, cat, you know, can we do some kind of training around landing and takeoff or testing? Um, so that's the question. How do each of you, how does anyone feel about, a progressive level of advancement based on achievements versus a a progressive level of advancement in the org based on skill level and kind of certifications. Any preferences? Oh, is that question for everybody or for that's, us? That's for next week. We'll Hopefully people will submit oh. an answer and give us feedback. I'm playing oh. with it. You know, I'm
1: still playing with it. So. Little bit. And I still wanted to answer so that. So
0: should I be posting. So should I be posting that as a poll or is that a general question? Because that's a loaded one. Is it.
2: it uh, so I would say. Um, I would say do it as a poll. Um, th- uh, three three parts. as, no, a, as a poll, yeah. you have no certification at any time. You just play, um, with without regard. You're just a member of the org. Number two would be mm-hmm. um, advancement based on skill level demonstrations, which is kind of in line with Sig's thing that the game is about skill. Right, and the third one is advancement towards um, uh, involvement with
1: the org. Right, right. But but skills should be. It's all about the collective, right? It's all about right. contribution to the org. So it's not you. If you if you are a great you know single as example PvP fighter. Well, again, maybe good or bad example. Just uh, really uh, you know you contributing to so your own personal gain or you advance for your own personal skills, that's not necessarily uh benefits the org that, you know, that's right. not what you're looking for, right? Right. No. So so
2: some people like um you know, like me, I think I got a lot of my advancement in the org it was pretty quick, but it was also because I had time to Involve myself into thinking about stupid questions like this, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. I started tackling some of the things. Not a stupid that, question. No, no, not at all. I, I, I I'm self-deprecating. Uh, oh, good word. Deprecating. Dep- yeah, good mm. word. Uh, but you know, not, I have not time to, be to do this. With
0: defecating. Correct. No, I, I do that I well far. too.
2: The uh but you know, and, and but some people just don't have the time to sit in an org and sit down and say, well, I'm going to plan out an event for the entire org, or I'm going to think of how to do the calendar for this week, et cetera, right? Um, They just have the time. They just want to come play, and they want to fly in big events with lots of people in big ships. Uh, Other people want to – they measure themselves by their performance in the game, right? I'm the best fighter pilot. I'm the guy who flies the big ships the best. I'm the guy who figures out the best routes, right? Um, for logistics, and I'm uh, the, the best stock guy who can sell and buy stocks in the game. Um, and, and they're they're all in areas of advancement, right? Uh, but there is that thing, you know, you don't want to deny a person the ability to fly a ship that they, they own, right? But I also don't want to put, you know, I don't want to have someone have a hull E that they've never flown, put everything the org owns in it, and then have it crash on the planet. <laughs>
0: right. So there's this balance. Yeah.
2: Right. I it, think
0: that'll, I think I have an idea of what I think, but obviously I want to wait to share it till after we get some audience participation. But if I could, if I could summarize the three questions that we're going to ask on Twitter. And if you, if you're not on Twitter, but you want to answer these, you can answer them on any of the, the means that we, we have questions for, et cetera. It's uh, advancement within an org should be based on no certification of any kind, advancement based on involvement within an org, or advancement based on skill level demonstrations, for example, certifications or licenses. Is that a good summation?
2: Certifications is different than, uh, oh yeah, I guess contribution is the third one, right? contribution certification and
0: oh yeah i just i moved it i moved it the other way only okay that's fine that's fine of which one's most intense i went from least intense to most intense perfect perfect i was half thinking it's about a psych it. major in me
2: uh, you know, know. i was thinking down the uh, i was branching off into how this breaks out but that sounds so what perfect
1: if, uh, what if we had the most vocal and voice chat <laughs> We need a court jester. That always works. Yeah. Um. <laughs> or or you could just say play simply time right. t- Time spent playing, right? right. So w- w- when you're saying uh, nothing at all, it's really – can't be really nothing at all. It's more like, uh, I guess, time invested or time played. I mean, you could just well, do – Well,
0: you could, order. but some people just can't. Well, I, I think mean, that's the- what involvement is. Right, right. And
2: like for us, we have people who hell. How many times last week did I this weekend did I sit in my car while I was out with the wife and talk to you know, Discord? I wasn't even in the game, and we have people do right. this all the time. I mean, that's that's
1: being part of the org. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're right. All, all joking aside, and that's uh, kind of what I meant. Yeah. You know, just be uh, just to maintain an active voice uh, channel in Discord. I think there's something to be said about that because it's always welcoming to new players. Because like I uh, first like place when I look at the score for other you know reasons, I always hit their voice channel. If I see if it's completely quiet, it kind of turns me off because uh, you know I like to you know, interact if I'm going to join a, uh, a channel. Right.
2: Absolutely, and, yeah. and to be honest with you, I'm in the. I'm. The, my mind is in the. Idea that there should be advancement, but you can earn it for a multitude of reasons, including nomination by your peers. You could be the worst at everything, but if you're in there and you're just trying and you only get one day a week or one day a month to play and you're trying and you're trying to have fun and make everyone else have fun, you know, you should be promoted. You know, it's, you know, we got to teach you, we got to make room for, for newer players behind us to do fun things. And promotion is a way to inspire people to take on bigger roles in the org and expand the org. Uh, Certifications, on the other hand, can be important, you know, for personal gain, um, stats within the org and uh, mission completion, right? You, You don't send off two noobs, you send off a veteran and a new guy to teach him how to go defend the flank or something. So that's my personal thought, but Mm. I just want to, I want to see what the feedback is. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll get others thoughts for next week, hopefully. So don't forget to answer those. It's once again, no certification of any kind involvement within an org and, or, you know, participation. Um, or some demonstration of skill level slash, you know, certification or licensure. Right. Um, so that's, those are the the three areas. Now, um, you know, if you are looking for an org, <laughs> as, as yeah. always, you know, take a look at Reed. We are law-abiding, respectful, fun, you know, uh, you know, family safe. And... Reed stands for Research and Engineering Through Exploration and Discovery. Uh, we also have several content creators uh, that you can take a look at. Um, Earth is uh, on YouTube. He's been He's created some really great videos. He hasn't been focused on Star Citizen as of late, but I'm sure with the new patch, he'll pop up, especially with mining being a little bit of a focus. And then also you can listen to the musical stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri, who created not just the music for this episode and every episode that we have, but also a, a nice soundtrack with some really interesting um, pieces in it. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Readcast. Um, as always, gentlemen, it's great to uh, – I was trying to think of a word, like covert. What's what's the word? Co- not- covert. Yeah, cohort cavort yes. thumb wrestle with you but uh yeah <laughs> um and thank you fellow citizens for listening we'll see you next week
1: yep thank you see you have a good night